This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep into classic pop culture and talk about anything that strikes our fancy, to be honest. Casey, I'm here as always with Mr. Casey Shearer. How are you, sir? Good, Bill. How are you, sir? I'm good. And I'm Bill Siebold. I did it in the wrong order. I just wanted to see if anybody was paying attention. You know, it's it's Christmas time now, so there's a lot of stress. I, I, I'm not thinking very straight. So Christmas is, I got to be honest, Christmas isn't my favorite. You seem like you're a happy, jolly kind of Christmas guy. Yeah, I love Christmas, man. Oh, man. Just it gets darker out here in Pennsylvania. It just gets colder. Everybody gets angrier. There's more traffic because it was just like stress. So I never really got into Christmas. My wife loves it. And she's so sad. She's like, you're such a fucking curmudgeon. You're such a, a, a you know, a Grinch. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like am the Grinch to a T. I'm really him. <laughs> I, I probably would steal presents just so I could wake up the next day and have nobody talk about Christmas. The more people talk about the Grinch, too, he hated he he didn't actually hate Christmas, which I think could be said about you. You don't actually hate Christmas itself. You hate people and everything that goes along with it. Oh, I you know what, man? I'm getting old. I hate everything. Everything. Even Halloween is getting annoying. How can that be? What? Yeah, well, Halloween. I mean, this is a Christmas episode, but I'll tell you, like last Halloween, I was dressed up. This is a, this is another story I, I should tell you a little bit more about later. But long and short of it is, I was dressed up and I was trying to scare people dressed as Michael Myers, and I got a little too close to one person, and then she wanted to kill me. You stay away. You. I was like, oh my god, you're so angry. Okay, I'll just turn around. I was like a. a terrified little Michael Myers walked away with his head down and tail between his legs. I was just trying to have some fun. And I got yelled at by a mother. So yeah, man, just everybody's angry. Everybody is so angry. Something that has nothing to do with Christmas or anything. I follow a thing on Reddit called public freak out. If you're on Reddit, follow that. <laughs> There's shit every day. People freaking out about nothing. Yeah, I don't know that I could do that. I can't watch that. That just makes me, I don't know, it stresses me out. It's like, look how everybody's just so fucking angry. I, I know people love to watch this and laugh. <laughs> you know, I still listen to Howard Stern. And he loves to put the Karens on. He's like, let's play some Karens clips, Karen clips, you know, and everybody knows what Karens are. Um, and I can't stand to listen to it. I hate to hear just how angry and ugly and just gross people have become. And this sounds so lame. You know, it's like, I know we talk a lot about the 80s, but think about the difference. It was it was so much friendlier. You know, there were TV shows that would end with really positive messages. On the next Mr. Belvedere, we teach, you know, the, the young kid how to say please and use his manners. And, and like, you just that we really were raised by good vibes on TV and in movies. Yeah. Think about the end of what was the saying at the end of G.I. Joe? I was a big G.I. Joe head. Yeah, uh, not the more you know. Uh, takes one to know one. G.I. Joe. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story, but that was Paul Harvey. Yeah, what is G.I. Joe's? Yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, if, you, if you know 
If you know the uh, G.I. Joe saying, I, I'm sure that you're all going right now. It's uh, I want the, you fucking idiots. Let us know. Join our Facebook group. Tell us on the Instagrams, the Twitter. Tell us, tell us all of our mistakes that we made. And uh, also, before we get into the uh, the topic of the show, the Christmas movies that we all love. Uh, make sure you follow everyone over at the Den dot show, and make sure you follow the podcast of the month. This uh, this month is Take on the World, my buddy Mike Zellner. It's a great podcast. They do a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff, beer reviews, knife reviews, all kinds of different stuff. So a lot of fun. I know you you enjoyed their uh, episode last month or last week, Bill, about that uh, movie, the movie guy. Yeah, Alan Albertson. Yep. I just want to go on record that I did remember the G.I. Joe thing, but I, I do want everybody to go and try to put it on there because like we always say every episode, the more comments we get, the more it, it tells the algorithm we should be ranked higher. But yeah, it did come to me. But man, you know, getting old sucks because it took a lot longer than it should have. <laughs> You're going to get there. It's like, oh, man, all the stuff I used to know, it's just I know it's in there. I can't just reach for it. It's like a black void. It must be what the Matrix feels like. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. So when you said anyway, you, you said, uh, uh, yeah, let's do an episode on Christmas movies. I'm like, oh, shit. The holiday I hate the most. He wants to do Christmas movies. And I was like, okay, I've seen a lot. What are my favorite Christmas movies? And I started to go through all the Christmas movies I saw. And I'm thinking, all right, there, there's some that, that are that are gimmies. And I'm not going to say them because they might be on your list. I was able to come up with five. I like the gimmies. The gimmies are the ones everybody likes. So why don't we get into it? I want to hear your list. I'll give you my five. You said you had more than I did. So maybe do a couple and then I'll throw mine in. All right. So I did something a little different as usual. And uh, (laughs) you always keep me guessing. So I have a giant list and I don't have a lot of research on some of these movies, but I thought that this would be fun. And I'll just go through these movies quickly and then we'll get into your then we'll do your number one, my number one. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So. I, I thought that it would be fun. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of celebrity guests on our show, and a lot of them have been in Christmas movies. So, real quick, honorable mentions to uh, Richard Reilly. He played Santa Claus in three movies Sur- The Search for Santa Paws, The Three Dog Tears Save Christmas, and A Very Nutty Christmas. All right. And you know, I, when we spoke with him when he was on our show, I remember he had that giant beard and we were I think we were making Santa jokes. So I'll bet you he had that same beard for these movies. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually did start these are gonna be really good if you have children, these are gonna be really good movies to watch with your kids. I did actually start to watch the search for Santa Paul's. Oh, wow. And it's there's a lot of talking animals and Richard really dancing. And it's definitely not his voice for the singing parts, unless Richard can sing that. And we just really don't know about it, but I'm pretty sure it's someone else's voice for the singing parts, but it's more of a musical, you know, definitely for kids. But what if he's uh, listening right now and he goes, Oh my God, they didn't think it was me. Shit. I worked really hard for that. 
for that scene. I, I learned how to sing. He, he just stole that from me. Richard, if you're listening and that was you singing, wow, you deserve – I mean, you should be doing more roles uh, singing because you have a beautiful voice. All right. Uh, how about Scott Schwartz? We all know Scott Schwartz from A Christmas Story. Yeah. Right. That's that's a gimme. Who doesn't like Christmas Story? Right. Like there's nobody doesn't like it. It's one of the most beloved movies in the world. Yeah. If you don't like Christmas Story, please sit, put in the comments why you don't like Christmas Story, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about uh, Larry Hankin? Do you know what Christmas movie Larry Hankin was in? No. Are you going to say Annie? No. Nope. Is that around Christmas? No. I mm-hmm. don't know. I can't remember. Home Alone. What was he in Home Alone? Officer Balzac. Get out of here. Yep. That was the name of his character? Yep. Officer Balzac? Balzac with a Z. I love it. That's the greatest name, I think. I you know, I gotta change my name. Bill Balzac. <laughs> I think that's a got a ring to it, yeah. We used to, uh, you know, I'm outside of Philly. We had a guy named Zach Ertz who played tight end. I thought that was a fun name. And uh, somebody named their, uh, we were we were betting on fake horses for charity. And somebody named their horse, my ball, Zach Ertz. I was like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But, that's but there funny. you go, Larry. Good, good role there, man. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lou Temple. Remember Lou? Yeah. So Lou has a tendency to do a little uh, more horror, indie horror movies. Lou was in a movie called Silent Night, Zombie Night. Wow. Uh, how about Robert Ray Schaefer? Okay. What was he in? A TV movie called A Christmas Reunion. Uh, our buddy Tom Skerritt. He was in a TV movie called Journey Back to Christmas. Hmm. Andre Gower from the Monster Squad. His very first movie was The Man in the Santa Claus Suit. He was a, <laughs> he, was a he was a little little kid. He was cuz you remember I mean he was just a kid in The Monster Squad. Right. So uh all right, our buddy Tommy McLaughlin, director, writer, director of uh Part 6. Right. Jason uh he was Jason also yeah, yeah. yeah, Jason lives. He was also a director of two tv movies christmas movies one called a different kind of christmas with shelly long and barry bostwick and wow yeah yeah tommy actually if you look at his imdb imdb he has a long list of lifetime and uh like those type of movies tv movies it's crazy the list and two of them are christmas uh, the next one you is just imagine like you, you you hire him to come in and do like a Christmas movie. He comes in like wearing his leather jacket, his chains, and things like that. His hair is all long. He's ready to rock out, and they're like, "Whoa, that's who we're getting!" All right, let's let's make a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and one more from him: uh, a very married Christmas, and that stars Joe Montaigne and Gene Smart. Oh wow. And then cool. uh, another Friday the 13th alum, John Shepard, was in a TV movie called I'll Be Home for Christmas. And then that had Courtney Cox and Nancy Travis in it. Interesting. 
Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> All right. There's a lot of content out there. Even like there's exponentially more now, but it's always funny to me when I hear about things that I hadn't heard of. Like, how did this thing come out and I missed it? <laughs> you know, because all I did was watch TV as a kid. Yeah. All right. There are so many Christmas movies too, man. It's it's insane. All right. So uh, what do you think of that list? Pretty interesting, right? Yeah. And that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. A lot of our, uh, and I'm sure, I th- I think that I missed one. I think Tommy Chong might've been in like a, a weird Halloween, uh, not Halloween, but a weird like horror Christmas movie as well. Um. All right. But here I'll get into my list and then uh, we'll get into yours. So how about... Ernest Saves Christmas. Stop it. You didn't like Ernest Saves Christmas. Dude. Oh, my God. I never really watched any Ernest movies until last week. And, I mean, I got really baked and watched Ernest Saves Christmas. And, holy shit, I laughed multiple times through that movie. (laughs) Do you know why you laughed? Because I was really super stoned. Because the movie wasn't good. It, you didn't laugh from the movie. Dude, Jim Varney was a man of many faces and many characters. I didn't realize how many characters he played. Oh, is he one of them? Because I, I probably saw the first Ernest movie. I remember coming out and it's like, hey, here's this new guy who's going to crack you up. And then he made two, three, four, five, six, seven Ernest movies. And I was like, all right, I'm done by then. So I don't remember him playing many roles. Go and watch it, dude. It was so funny. Get baked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that, man. I'm not going to watch an Ernest movie at 46 years old. (laughs) Do it. He has to help help Santa Claus save Christmas, dude. I don't believe you like this movie. I, I really, I actually really enjoyed it. All right. Ernest. Ernest gets one. Point for Ernest. <laughs> Watch it. Know what I mean, Burn? You know what I mean, Burn? Oh, that's right. That was the stupid goddamn thing he said. Oh. Who was Vern? <laughs> that was the thing. That Vern had the point of view camera and you never saw Vern. Oh. So Vern was filming everything that Ernest ever did, and all the Ernest movies are Vern filming. It's all from Vern's point of view. No, uh, I don't don't think so. No, no, because they go to Vern's house. No, no, that's not it. All right. Because they go to Vern's house because they take Vern. uh, He he stops in the middle of the highway. He picks up Santa Claus at the uh, airport and he stops on the middle of the highway because a Christmas tree falls off of a truck. And it's a real, you know, small little straggly tree. And he, he stops in the middle of the highway, causes a huge accident, and just to pick up this little tree. And then he takes that to he give gifts that to Vern because Santa oh. Claus was like, "Oh, why did you why did you stop and save that little tree? Do you need a tree?" He goes, "No, but I think I know somebody that does." Hmm. Meanwhile, he just caused a hell of a lot of uh, trouble for people with wrecked cars out in the hunt. Okay, it's like. It's like one of those uh, like police academy type movies. No, that's not the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, just goofy. Yeah, just slapsticky kind of yeah, kid yeah. humor. Yeah, like Hot Shots. Remember that? 
Yeah, but Hot Shots was more like Airplane, wasn't it? Naked Gun, a little bit dirtier. Ernest is pure, clean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ernest was pure. And I I did a little research on Jim Varney, and he actually passed away from lung cancer. He was a chain smoker. But in all the years that he uh, did movies and television and stuff, he was one of the uh, Make-A-Wish people. Like, he he did a lot for Make-A-Wish, and he was never photographed or anything with a cigarette because he never wanted children to see see him smoking Mm, that's cool yeah that's interesting all right what else what else you got uh let's see what else do i have christmas comes to willow creek what is that ever see this one bill no this actually leads into an interview that i that looks like i might be doing solo coming up here at the end of the year with the star of this movie, John Schneider. Bo Duke. Bo Duke and Tom Wopat star in this movie. But they're not playing the Dukes of Hazard guys. Nope. Oh, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's their first role actually outside of uh, the Dukes, the Dukes of Hazard. And it's the first one of the first projects where they didn't play the cousins. They actually played brothers and uh, pretty cool story. There's a town in Alaska where the cannery, you know, this is back in the eighties. So like the cannery shuts down in Alaska and all the kids are in town and to go to the Santa Claus and they're telling the Santa Claus what they want. And there's a lady on the phone relaying the messages back to a guy in in the somewhere like in california and he's taking the list down he's from the town originally he's going to buy all the kids their toys and bring them up you know and surprise them all on christmas and uh he has a heart attack and then tom wopat and john schneider have to drive it up to uh alaska themselves and they're like feuding brothers so it's uh it's pretty cool to see them feuding like that because they were always like so nice to each other in the Dukes yeah. of Hazard, you know. So this was an eighties movie. So this was yeah. around the time that Dukes of Hazard was out. Yep. Yeah, and actually Tom Wopat Tom Wopat in the show or in the movie has a son, like a fifteen or sixteen year old son that's always getting in trouble. Divorced parents, he's always with the Tom Wopat, like he's not spending any time with the the mom, and then he has to travel in the truck in the semi truck with them, the two brothers, and of course he likes John Snyder more because he's like the cool uncle, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm very hypnotized by you saying Wopat because every time you do, the P pops really loud, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a fun word to say. Yeah, I wonder, like things like that. I, I always wonder how does that happen? Like maybe it is the, you know, there's an agent that has both of them as a client. So somebody says to the agent, Hey, we, we need some actors for this movie. And he says, Hey, you know, my two clients are these guys from Dukes of Hazard. They're huge right now. Want them? Yeah. Like maybe there's not that much thought that goes into it when it's a TV movie, maybe when it's a, you know, a feature movie, maybe there's a little bit more thought about who they want to chase, but I don't know, just a guess. That would be an interesting question for John. Okay. What else you got? Actually, let me give you one. You've done two. Yeah, I, That was two, man. Because I'm going to actually, I have I have a big list, but I'm going to need your help with some of these. So, All right. I'll see what I can do. All right. So I put, the first one on the list I put is obviously The Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch. I love that movie. 
I actually think it's a brilliant movie. Like they totally pulled it off. And if you ever saw Cat in the Hat, you know how bad taking a Dr. Seuss thing, you know, and turning it into a movie can actually be. But this movie, like the, it was super ambitious. The set was huge. Um, I've seen little uh, online documentaries about how it was made and and the thought that was put into it. And, and, you know, it's like not only was it just fun the whole time, it was still at the part of Jim Carrey's career where he was still cracking you up. Like he could still amaze you. So the impressions that he would do as the Grinch, I just it's stellar. Everything about it is stellar. Even the fact that they do like these little jokes that are this became a thing I think I started to notice more as kids' movies came out. Like there'd be some jokes for the parents too. Not dirty jokes, but jokes that the kids would go, I don't get it. But mom and dad would be laughing, right? This movie had one of those. Do you know the scene? So wow. there's a um there's a scene where all the the Who's and Whoville are going to a the adults, the moms and dads are going to a party, <laughs> and there's a fishbowl, and they're all dropping their keys in the fishbowl. <laughs> you know what that means, Casey? It's a swingers party. There's yeah. a swingers party in uh, in the Grinch. How funny that they put that in. Ron Howard made the movie. It's it just it's a great movie in my mind. What was the one the one in the Michael Myers thing where he played the Cat in the Hat? It was uh, where he stepped on the hoe, right? What are you saying? The Cat in the Hat movie? Yeah, right. You, that's what you're comparing that to. Like they each have like a dirty scene, right? Oh, not I don't to jump off. Not to jump off of Christmas movies, but the, no, the, no, no. My my point there was Cat in the Hat's awful. I mean, it's just awful from start oh, yeah. to finish, but you know, make, you can make a Dr. Seuss movie. Good. Look, look at what they did with the Grinch. That was the point. I thought, yeah, but I know, but you said they all, they have like, they each have like subtle little adult. Yeah. Children. I don't know about the one in Cat in the Hat. You seem to be very intimately familiar with Cat in the Hat. What was the, I remember, the I remember the adult joke in it. I remember it. What was it? I don't. He stepped on a hoe. You know, like a, a, a like yard hoe. Ho. Yeah. And yeah. he said, you dirty hoe. <laughs> yeah, but that would be, yeah, that's kind of the kind of the, the shtick. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? All right. So uh, let's see. Actually, this ties into one of our guests also. I didn't want to bring this up in, uh, in our get when I was going through the ones in the beginning. But maybe you can help me on this because I'm not. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. But would you consider Batman Returns a Christmas movie? <laughs> and I know the guess that you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, it was filmed in Christmas. You know, yeah, I guess that is. If you're going to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it was filmed at Christmas, and I got a movie that's just filmed at Christmas, but it's not really a Christmas movie. But these days, people say it's a Christmas movie. So, yeah, there was no Santa in Batman Returns, but I still think it's a Christmas movie, I guess. Yeah. And, well, since you, well, okay, so our guest and now my friend Gregory Scott Cummins was in Batman Returns. He played an acrobat thug number one. He has a speaking line. Oh, he does speak in it? Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. And he kidnaps the baby. Oh, really? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I really, I don't remember. Yeah, but it's on my list because uh, I remember it being around Christmas time. And and since you did mention it, uh, it's not on my list, but you mentioned it. You brought it up. Look, if people want to call Die Hard a Christmas movie, if pe- if you want to call Batman Returns a Christmas movie, what does it matter? Like, 
You can like if if it's something that reminds you of Christmas time and you you associate it with Christmas, then you can call it a Christmas movie. Fuck yeah, man! I watch Independence all the day. Every time I say Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas. You do it. You turn anything into a Christmas. Movie. Just gotta say it's a Christmas movie. Independence Day is one of your favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Because I'm so grumpy, and when when the the aliens blow away half of humanity, it's the greatest movie. It's so good. Finally, I'll get some peace on Earth. People shut the fuck up because aliens wiped them off the planet. Give me your next one. I put on, and this is a little bit of a a plug for a new movie that I just saw the other day. Uh, I told you, I don't have many Christmas movies I like, so my list was a little thin. Anyway, so I checked out Black Friday. Did you see that yet? No. Just came out. Brand new. Black Friday, and it's got Bruce Campbell in it. So it's a it's a funny kind of zombie movie where it's it's Black Friday and Bruce Campbell's running a store. It's not as smart. <laughs> it's another store. And he's like the boss over the loudspeaker. Uh, Michael Jai White is in it. He played uh, Spawn, if you remember him. And for some reason, he used to follow me on Twitter, and I don't know why. And I saw him follow me, and I saw him unfollow me. And I said, all right. Why? That was Joy, I know who he is. But why would you say he was from Spawn? I uh, he might be from Spawn, but wasn't he Urkel? Oh my god! You think the guy that played Spawn is Urkel? <laughs> what was Urkel's name? It was Jaleel White or something. Did all this time you think Urkel played Spawn? Honestly, I've never seen Spawn or heard that name before right now, so I just thought that they were the same person. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on your podcast, make sure you go to the YouTube video because I'm going to figure out how I can turn Urkel into Spawn. And it might be our new logo, uh, to be honest. like <laughs> This is great. I love that you thought that. Did I do no, that? totally different guy. <laughs> yeah, totally different guy. Totally different guy. But this movie turns out like it's just, you know, some funny peep, some, some funny scenes fighting zombies. You know, it's like everybody kind of you've seen the trope. Everybody's busting in on Black Friday and then, you know, they turn out to be zombies type of thing. It's I'm not spoiling anything that's in the trailer, but I, we had a good laugh. It was a pretty good movie. Brand new. $4.99 on streaming and go go see it and get Bruce Campbell a couple bucks. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. I love Bruce. Well, hell, you and I drove to the uh, Mahoning Drive in the Sea Bruce, remember? That's right. Got his uh, posters right over there on the wall. And we were socially distanced. He was six feet away from me. <laughs> we made eye contact very briefly. But I'll never forget those eyes. All right. Speaking of uh, new newer movies, I have one, too. I actually don't have it written down. I watched it uh, last night or the night before. It's called Santa Jaws. Get the hell out of here. Santa yeah. Jaws? Yeah. Like a, oh, wait a minute. I've seen this. Yes, this is the shark with the Santa hat that, yeah, that swims around. Oh, God. I've seen that somewhere. I've seen that it was a, like, maybe it was like a Giphy or something that I saw somewhere. Okay, so tell me about this movie. Actually, pretty good. I mean, the 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 CGI, actually, it would have been better, I think, if they would have used, like, the original Jaws, remember how when we talked with Joe, how they said, you know, he wanted to show more or less of the 
the shark to give it that, you know, the fear. Yeah, you, know, you let your imagination sort of do the work for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if they would have, actually, they could have got away with less of the CGI. It would have been a lot better, but it's a uh, a kid. No, two kids, two friends write a comic book. One's the illustrator, one's the the writer. And they write about this Santa Jaws, right? And the grandfather, the kid's grandfather, gives the kid for Christmas like a magic pen, right? And he starts drawing. He's the illustrator, of course, and he starts drawing the comic, the Santa Jaws, with the magic pen. And then Santa Jaws comes to life. Not a bad story, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's really cheesy B movie, but pretty cool. Sounds like a terrible story. What do you mean? What do you mean? What has happened to you? You've been watching so many bad movies that you're like, look, we can love bad movies, but you can't get so deep into them that you think they're good stories. Well, you know what? That sounds right up my alley, to be honest with you. I think I'm going to have to see it. <laughs> I was just going to say, some of the fucking 80s movies that you tell me about, you got to see this. You're going to love it. What? Oh, yeah. What? No, I'm just ball busted as usual. And I'm definitely going to be seeing this movie. That sounds good. And the next year when we do the same list, I'll have one more movie to put on my list. How about um? this is one people don't. Uh, at least not in my circles. Nobody ever thinks of Gremlins as a Christmas movie. That was the one I said on my list that, uh, you know, if you could call Die Hard a Christmas movie, call Gremlins a Christmas movie. Right. You ever seen Gremlins? Long, 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 long time ago. Gremlins for me was a, such a big deal. It was PG-13 and I wasn't 13 yet. And I was able to get in with my grandparents. I kind of remember that seeing it with them. Um and just being blown away. Like I bought all of it, all the special effects. It was just completely blew me away. And it still had enough fun and scares. And, you know, there's still enough heart in the movie that those, that movie kind of designed what I like about horror movies. But I don't know that people would call it a horror movie. It's kind of a horror movie. It's really a horror movie. It's a horror Christmas movie. They, they take a gremlin, they put it in the blender, they turn the blender on, they, they you know, blah, up a, a gremlin. It's a horror movie. But it's still, like, fun. It's more about the, the oh, that's that's crazy. That's stupid. That's funny. Than it is about, like, the actual gore or any kind of real terror. So uh, that's my kind of horror movie. It's funny you say, mention gremlins. Uh, do you ever see, like, the NECA action figures? If you can see, I have, like, some Jason ones up here on the shelf. Yep. They have... I was just at Target the other day, and I saw that they have new, or I don't know when they came out, but they're NECA Gremlins figures, and the one is Flasher Gremlin. Yes, Casey. I am aware of Flasher <laughs> Gremlin. <laughs> I am a fan. And you, when you stood up, I was like, oh, that's right. You have a, When you move your head, there he is. There's another Gremlin behind me. Yeah, I've always loved Gremlins. I think they look killer. I think it's just... The, the performances by everybody was super fun. Even Corey Feldman was in that movie. He was in that movie shooting his scenes when he still had to run back to the other set to do a couple, I don't know what they call the shots, but yeah, I mean, pickup shots, maybe I, I maybe I'm making up Hollywood terms like I'm in Hollywood. But he was filming part five of Friday the 13th, that beginning that he was in, and Gremlins at the same time. Wow. 
The movie was uh, made by Joe Dante. I like Joe Dante. Chris Columbus wrote the script. Steven Spielberg had something to do with it. So when you see Steven Spielberg's name on there as a kid, you're like, yeah, I'm in. I got to see this movie. And uh, do you know who actually who did the voice of Gizmo? No. Was it you? It was me, Casey. It was me. It was Howie Mandel. No fucking way. Yeah. I think I think in my small pea brain, I knew that somewhere a long time ago. Yeah, I even remember the music. <laughs> perfect. I did good. I hope we don't get a copyright infringement again now. Nah, I mean, it was perfect pitch. Their algorithms are totally going to think that was from the movie. Fuck. That's perfectly done. Perfectly executed. Pat myself on the back again. <laughs> the Gremlins. If you haven't seen it, go see it. The second one was kind of like a, a super interesting experiment, too, because they're like, we have this hit movie. We should totally make another movie, and we should totally keep on doing what we're doing. No. They go in, and the second one is almost a spoof on the first one and a spoof on making these kind of movies and, and like a, a spoof on consumerism and all sorts of things. It, do you know the second one? Nope. The second one breaks the fourth wall. It does all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. So go see the first one, then go see the second one. They're not all that similar, but they're both like great standalone movies to me. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It's been like, I, I probably saw it when I was a kid and I don't remember a lot of stuff. What I love about this show, Bill, is uh, a lot of this stuff is all fresh to me. Yeah, well, that's why I love doing this, because I love telling people about things that they may not know about. My wife gets so annoyed by it. She's <laughs> like, oh, my God, Bill, I don't care. I don't give a shit who, who Lance Hendrickson is. I don't care nothing about The Last Starfighter. I'm like, but, 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 but honey. Hmm. So I have two more. No, I have three more here. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but uh, Trading Places, I would also qualify as a Christmas movie. Takes, pla- mm, takes place yeah. around Christmas time, right? Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy, they, they, you know the story. You've seen it, right? You know what? Here's I'm glad you're bringing this up because I want to go see that again. I saw pieces of it. I'm not sure I've ever seen that all the way through. I, I could probably say the same thing. I don't know if I could ever... I don't know if I could say I saw the whole thing entirely through either. Uh, a few things that I got when I was, because I remembered it. I was like, didn't that take place around Christmas? So I did look it up. Uh, a few things I did remember about it. Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. plays a prostitute in it. Well, yeah, that's right. That's remember right. that? Yeah. She has a little, I remember as a when I was a child, when I was a young boy, I remember seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in a little negligee. Oh, was that one of the impressionable scenes to young Casey? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Always like Jamie after that. Uh, so it's now criticized for, because of its, ra- you know, it was back in the 80s. It was all, there was a lot of racial jokes and uh, language back then. Uh, small role, which I don't remember. Maybe you, Maybe you'll remember this scene. Giancarlo Esposito, he played Gus in uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's he. It says that he has a small role in that. Do you remember him in that? No, I don't remember. How old would he have been? You sure about that? Yeah, he's huh. in a, he's a lot older than you think, man. Uh, maybe. Uh, so another thing I remembered about it is uh, two 
cameos. Franken and Davis, remember those guys from Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live? Yeah, they were in it, and uh, Bo Diddley, the musician, remember him? Like just yeah. popping up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember popping up, but that's pretty funny. Here's Bo Diddley for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun movie. Uh, I remember that one pretty good. So I got two I things I know about it. One, it was shot in Philly. Shot, you know, I used to hang out in all the spots. You know, it's like, oh, there's J.C. Dobbs. That was in Trading Places. Um, and they're the the two, you know, old white capitalist guys. Like they're just perfect stereotypes. They're, yeah. I, I don't know who they are, but they made Don, a. Do you know who they're? Don Amici and uh, Ralph Bellamy. Okay, the second I don't know the name, Don Amici. Yeah, okay, that's ringing a bell. They make a cameo. In coming to America, they're laying there and they're homeless. Yeah, because at the end of trading places, they go broke. I guess you know, so they make a cameo and the prince throws them a coin and the one looks at the other and says something like, "We're back in business" or something like that. Because the prince flips a coin, it's worth like a trillion dollars. Yeah, it's like the same universe type deal. Yeah, Yeah. nobody was doing that kind of thing that early on. So that must have been must have been the same writers. Same somebody had something, you know. Somebody that worked on that movie worked on that movie as well, probably. Yeah, maybe. How about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? Is that on your list? It's not. I thought about putting it on, and the more I thought about it, there's a reason I didn't put it on. What's the reason? It's a Thanksgiving movie. Is it? They're yeah. going home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going home for Christmas. I don't think so. Oh, if we're wrong, remember, people, leave comments. Tell us if we're right or wrong. Well, whether they were going home for Christmas or uh, or uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just I thought it was a good movie. It's a John Hughes movie. I love Steve Martin. You know, Steve Martin playing kind of a grumpy guy is an interesting role for him because he's always such a happy, you know, fun loving guy. So I thought that was kind of cool. Just the the way he bounces off uh, with uh, John Candy was super good, you know, and it's kind of tropey now, but it's like the grumpy guy, you know, has a change of heart when he realizes that he himself is a Scrooge or something like that. You know, it's like, it's like now the, the grumpy, cool guy now sees what it's like to be a bit of a loser. You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking. It's it's so tropey, but it was so it's just you watch it and you're like, oh, it's sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's, yeah, nice it's, a, it's definitely a great holiday movie, but I'm I'm almost positive it's a Thanksgiving movie, but I'll give it to yeah. you. It's it's this the holiday season. The best part of that, remember that those aren't pillows. John Hughes, he everything he's done was good, right? We should do a John Hughes show. Has sure. he ever had a movie that didn't hit a home run or, or somebody can't name. I'm sure. Yeah, let's not even go into that. I'm gonna put that in the in the old fucking lockbox here and make an episode out of that. All right, what else do you what what else do you got here? I got two more, Bill. So uh let's see. This is just a quick one. I haven't watched it, but a couple of my friends are in it. Uh it's called Thirteen Slays Till Christmas or Thirteen Slays Till Xmas. It's a, a newer movie. There's a lot of writers, there's a bunch of different segments. 
just a quick rundown on Christmas Eve, five random men are invited to a dive bar by a mysterious email. They decide to pass time by resurrecting old tradition of telling scary stories on Christmas Eve. And my friends, uh, Joe Caban and David McMahon are in it. You met Joe at the premiere of Roseblood. Oh, okay, he, cool. He plays uh, Dominguez in uh, Roseblood, and then David McMahon plays uh, Sykes, Doctor Sykes in Roseblood. So it's pretty cool. But I have the I have the DVD. I haven't watched it yet, but it's a, it's an indie movie. So check that out. And then my last one is uh, Black Christmas. Have you ever seen no, this one, Bill? No, don't know that one either. You don't know this one? Black Christmas. I know Silent Night, Deadly Night. Is Black Christmas like a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know it. So what's fun about this one is the guy who wrote and directed A Christmas Story wrote and directed this one, Black Christmas. It's a 1974 Canadian slasher film. Uh, it stars Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder, Andrea Martin, and John Saxon. Wow. Yeah, those are names. There's sorority sisters, and they're all being stalked by a, a killer. Uh, two remakes have been made. Um, it's reg- regarded as one of the greatest horror films ever made. Uh, there's a lot of things I was watching. The, you know I like Joe Bob Briggs. There's a lot of things that... He that people say about it that he, you know, blows the conspiracies out of the that they're not right. Like he claims Bob Clark claims that Halloween was uh, supposed to be the sequel, like that John Carpenter got the idea for Halloween by talking to Bob Clark because Bob Clark, I guess John Carpenter asked if Bob Clark was ever going to write a sequel or whatever, that it would be a good sequel. And he told him, well, if he did, it would be like this. And then John Carpenter came out with Halloween. So Bob Clark, Bob Clark always went with this story. Like that was, that was my idea. But you know, Joe Bob's like, it's not true because at the end of black Christmas, I mean, black Christmas, the guy is already an adult. You know what I mean? So, like, Michael Myers, is he starts as a child. You know what I mean? It's not a crazy uh, concept to come up with on your own. <laughs> right. Killer yeah, chases yeah. people. Like, yeah. Right. You hit me off. Well, <laughs> so did the rest of the world because there's killers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but definitely watch it. It's, it's cool. Actually, Barbara, like, she's not a fan of, uh, like, horror or slasher movies, but with that cast – she she really actually liked it too, so it's a really good movie. I thought about putting Silent Night, Deadly Night on, and I sat there and I said, I really don't remember it. It really didn't stick with me. I didn't think it was that good, but that would be an interesting one to go back and look at because I know a lot of people love it. People love that movie, and yeah. I know I think they made a couple others, but it, that just wasn't a franchise I was into. Yeah, I don't know, man. Horror and Christmas just doesn't just doesn't seem right, except for Gremlins. Like Gremlins is like the only one that I think. <laughs> I can accept. I have two more. I, I thought you'd have more than me. We, we've somehow fucked this up, but that's pretty normal for us. How about Bad Santa? Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. I could. I, I have more that aren't on my list that I could name off the top of my head. Those were just ones I wrote down. So, yeah, right. those, those are the worst ones. But what yeah. do you think of Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2? Great movie, man. Actually, I was just talking about Bad Santa today. I really miss John Ritter. He was so good, man. Remember him in that? 
John Ritter in Bad Santa? No, yeah. I don't remember him in that. Oh, dude, he was the he was the uh, the manager of the department store where he where he was having <laughs> sex with the lady in the. Uh... Okay, now it comes back. Yeah, it, the the problem with those movies with me, I remember seeing them. I remember thinking, I love that. That was funny, filthy, but you know, funny. And then I just forgot it all. Like, so, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really reaching deep to find Christmas movies I like. So forgive me. I hardly remember this. I just remember I liked them. Yeah, Bad Santa was great. I could I could tell you a little bit about Bad Santa. Cloris Leachman, remember her? <laughs> yep. She was the grandmother she, the, when the kid, or the kid was the best. Yeah. You guys want some sandwiches? <laughs> the kid was good, yeah. What is it with you and the fucking sandwiches, kid? Oh, that the the kid is probably one of the best actors of the thing. Like he's just so fucking like perfect. He's just that kid. Like, how do you keep coming back? Go away, yeah. kid. I don't want it. Yeah, right. I don't want you hanging around here. <laughs> Ooh, okay. But I'm gonna come back. Spirit of Christmas. Like it's just like it takes all the tropes and throws dick jokes on him. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, great movie. Love it. I don't remember Bad Santa 2 all that much though. Yeah, I saw it on a plane going to London, of all places, and I just remember thinking, this is really good. And I thought it was a flop. I, I don't think it was successful. I always wonder what helped, uh, you know, when a studio says, we're going to make a sequel, you know, and then you see like Bad Santa 2, and you kind of go, did Bad Santa do well enough to get a Bad Santa 2? Like, that was one of the movies. <laughs> I just couldn't believe they made a, a sequel. Every once in a while, you see that, you're like, oh, that movie's terrible. That was a bomb. And then you're like, what the fuck? They're making a sequel. I don't know. I don't know who decides. You know who Sonic the Hedgehog two just the trailer just dropped. Who who Stop. wants a Sonic the Hedgehog two? Who decided that this was worth a sequel? Perfect example. I I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't know that Sonic the Hedgehog one existed. Yeah, so I I can't imagine they made enough money. Unless these days, it, you know, with CGI, maybe maybe you can make movies look a lot bigger than they actually are. You know, maybe there's you shoot from the, the sky with a drone. You don't now have to spend $2 million to get an airplane to fly over the, the to get the shot. Maybe you can make movies that look bigger for almost no money. But I saw Sonic because I like Jim Carrey and it was terrible. Jim- and, but it looked big. It looked like they put money into it. So I got to think they lost money on that one. Jim Carrey was in it. Jim Carrey plays the uh, bad guy. Jim Carrey's in part two as well. <laughs> And if you know anything about the Sonic the Hedgehog game, he plays the character like the the character in the uh, in the game. It's pitiful. It's awful. That's sad. Yeah. What did he do to deserve that? Too many Ace Matures. <laughs> <laughs> the second one put him out of business. No, I don't know. I like Jim Carrey, but he's just one of them guys. Like after a while, Pee Wee Herman, as funny as he was, it gets old. You know, the yeah. shtick gets old. You know, so he can do other things. He can act and he's really good. But after a while, you're just like, I've had enough Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't care what he's in. Just enough. Enough Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, nah, but I like him. Sorry, Jim. I know you're listening. I know you're wherever you are listening to our podcast. So I, I am sorry if uh, you took offense. So maybe I should talk out of my butt and, and apologize to him. Maybe then he'll know. He knows. Yeah. All right. Ace Ventura hey, joke, everybody. Ace Ventura joke. What else do you have, Bill? You have one more for us? 
I got one more. All right. Scrooge. I just I have I have one more. I will say my I will tell you my favorite of all time Christmas movie. I just want to make sure that it's not on your list. Well, maybe this one is it. All right. The my last one is Scrooged. Not, you know it? Not I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Hell to yeah. To me, man. that's a Christmas movie. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Bill Murray, one of his best roles. And I, there's just like, uh, uh, I remember Karen Allen was in it and Karen Allen was in Raiders of the Lost Ark and she hasn't been in a ton of things that I saw as a kid. So when I saw her in this, I was like, that's awesome. You know, it, it, like I, uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait had done Police Academy movies yep. and um, uh, One Crazy Summer. And then all of a sudden there he is. Like, I loved him. What <laughs> happened to Bobcat? Like, I know he still makes movies. I've seen a couple of his, of his indie movies. They're yeah. Pretty good. Like, apparently he's a great uh producer of content these days and i'm missing it all so i gotta look him up yeah as far as i know i think he's just a director writer director now but yeah great great movie i love scrooge one of the one of the scenes i always i'll always remember we used to always use this when uh when i was roofing when i was actually physically working and doing actual work there was a scene where (laughs) bill burry was like getting all frustrated and he for the love of god would you please Stop the goddamn hammering. <laughs> you would run around with that. I'm going to have to put a sound bite in. I'll put it in right there. Put that hammer down. So good, man. Yeah, I love that movie. Great. The, great movie. the whole Christmas Carol movie story, like that was another thing I remember being around a lot when I was a kid. It was always like, okay, class, you got to read the Christmas. Oh, fuck, I hate the Christmas Carol. I can't stand that story. Probably another reason I, I don't like Christmas, but they always made me read it. I saw it on TV. I'm just like, here comes the other fucking ghost. He's going to now tell him he's an asshole. And then the other ghost is going to go and show him he's an asshole. And then like, all right, we get it. I'm not into it. Do you remember the cab driver? Yeah, it was uh, the guy from the New York Dolls. It was a uh, hot, hot, hot. That guy. Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, what's his name? I don't know, but I was going to ask you. So it's, it's, it wasn't Tom. Was it Tom Waits? No, it's um. Oh. I'm just going to Google and I type "hot, hot, hot," and it got it wrong. It's David Joe Hansen. Okay, David Joe Hansen. Yeah, he was a big guy in the '80s for yeah. a while. Yeah, fun movie. If if you haven't seen Scrooge, just make sure you go back and watch that great movie. Carol Kane was in it. Do you remember? Yeah, she was really yeah, funny? yeah. Carol Kane ties into uh, Batman. She played uh, in Gotham. She played the uh, Penguin's mom, I believe, in the show. Right? What? Is that we, true? We yeah, we watched uh, or we talked about Batman earlier. Batman Returns, uh-huh. but in the show Gotham on Fox, I believe that Carol Kane was the Penguin's mom on that show. And actually, you mentioned Pee Wee. Pee Wee was in. Batman Returns. Also, he played the Penguin's father, and he also plays the Penguin's father in Gotham on the show. You like that show? I never bothered with it. If yeah, Batman's yeah. not in it, I'm like, why would I want to see this? But people said they it was a good show. I did like it. The only thing I will say about it, uh, they they say GCPD way too much. Gotham City Police Department, but they say G, the GCPD. They say that like every other word is GCPD. Yeah. Wow. So, but back to Christmas, Bill. All right. Well, that was it. I got no more Christmas. We don't have to talk about any more Christmas. I'm already Christmased out. And it's only uh, 
at the time of this taping, 12, 15. It's only the 15th of the month. I still got a couple of weeks of this case. How about my uh, my favorite movie? We haven't mentioned it. I'm surprised yeah, it wasn't on your list. Vacation. That's right. That's another gimme. Christmas everybody vacation. loves Christmas Sorry. vacation. Christmas. Yeah, everybody vacation. loves it. Yeah, we mentioned we had talked about it before with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Remember <laughs> Julia Louise Dreyfus and Julia Juliet Lewis. Yeah, Juliet yeah. Lewis are both in it, and I got them confused with the punk band. Yeah, yeah. Remember for for the record, Julia Louis Dreyfus does not play in a punk band. If you heard that episode, all right, Casey <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Call back. Uh, but yeah, that great movie. Can't go wrong with uh, Christmas Vacation, man. The Griswolds. No, it's got a million quotes that you can cite. Yeah. Shitter's full. All of it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, man. I love uh, I love Cousin Eddie. But you like a cold one, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm even worried if I can think of any others. How about, we're gonna, I'm going to drive you out into the middle of the desert. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> If I had a good memory, I'd love to remember the quotes, but man, there are a ton. Yeah, my, man. my favorite part is when he he at the very end, it's like he kidnaps the boss, <laughs> and he kidnaps the boss, brings him home. I got you a Christmas gift, Clark. <laughs> just after he's done doing his giant rant, where he just throws out a billion cards, words, it's like no good ah, rotten for fucking low-life snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood. Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? So it was a, that was a great, great part for, for Chevy Chase. I wonder oh, yeah, if he man. liked doing those movies, and I wonder if he wanted to keep on doing, like, the Vegas one, and then he did that unofficial – well, no, it was official, that, that new Vegas – Sorry, that new vacation remake is technically in in that universe. Yeah, he plays the father, right? Because it's because it's Rusty's family, then, right? Yeah, I actually yeah. never saw that one. It's okay; it's not a bad movie, but I don't know. I think that 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 series could have had more life. I think European Vacation is hysterical. Christmas Vacation is hysterical, and the first Vacation is hysterical. And then yeah. something happened; just went south. Yeah. <laughs> Chevy Chase stopped doing cocaine. Oh, is that why? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, a lot of comedians that have drug problems, they they feel that. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of them do drugs because they think they're going to lose their funny. Is that true? Like they keep doing the drugs like, well, you and I talked about this off screen. It has nothing to do with Christmas. But look at that. The amazing Jonathan, that dude. That dude. That dude. Go Where look up that, with that dude. Look up one of the seven documentaries that the amazing Jonathan has made about himself, and you'll find out what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's either a genius Andy Kaufman type of performer, or we're, we're watching a guy crash and burn. And I like, I was waiting for that, that documentary to end with, well, the amazing Jonathan passed away during filming. And I was like, you know, like, that's the only way this thing could end. Ooh, that's a rough movie. Yeah. Yep. God bless him. God bless everyone. God Let's bring some Christmas him, joy. God bless everyone. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry 
All right, Casey, we did just about an hour. It's been great. Thank you for recommending a Christmas episode to try to bring me into the season. Uh, Didn't work at all. Total failure on your part. But listen, the thought was there. It's really about the thought, not the getting of the gifts, the giving of the gifts. Remember that. Yes, sir. Remember that when you get me a gift. The thought was there. I thought we had fun. Cheers to you and to uh, all of our listeners. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. See you next week. I think that's my gift. Oh, boy. Womp, womp.